We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Should they just give Ola Kai's old number and just pretend like nothing ever changed? <laughs> I hope so much that they do that. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined by J.D. Basso and Skylar Redpath to talk about Major League Soccer. And, J.D., we missed you last week because you were off to Vancouver for the after winning the DraftKings Portland Timbers flyaway. And so... Let's uh let's hear all about it. How was it? 
Yeah, well, first of all, guys, great job on the podcast last week. I listened while I was on the plane. It lacked a little uh, youthful exuberance without <laughs> me, but yeah, solid pod. And uh, Andrew's been killing the, the DraftKings articles while I'm gone, so I guess he's probably excited for me to s- step back in there. But my trip was, was very nice. Big thank you to DraftKings for flying me out. Um, the Timbers got me some cool seats, got to stand on the sidelines for a little while. And uh, Vancouver, actually, their, I guess, whatever fan services people were very nice. They hooked us up, and I got to sit right beside Timbers Army. Uh, I couldn't hear a single word any of the Vancouver section from the other side of the field chanted the whole time. Portland Timbers Army was relentless. Uh, it was just awesome to get to experience them in person. And it was a it was a pretty good match. BC Place is a lot better to watch a match in person than on TV because there's always those terrible shadows mm-hmm. when it's a an uh, afternoon game. But you know the the area around the stadium, the supporter culture in Vancouver was awesome too. A lot of good memories and moments from the match, and the city is just absolutely beautiful. So I I had a great time, and uh, hopefully some listeners will be maybe inspired to go visit Vancouver for a match sometime. <laughs> They'll throw you on the uh, tourism board or something like that. <laughs> they ought to, yeah. I'd, I'd be down right away. So you want a couple maybe observations or great moments from the match? Please. Yeah, so, I, just, I, got, I got one observation that I want to hear about in specific, but I'll let you uh, go for it and then I'll ask. Okay, sure. So probably my favorite moment, um, Gleason, was, he was huge, made a lot of saves early on. And the timber section was just chanting his name over and over and over. And uh, so obviously then he had some some two weak goals he gave up. The second one that scored right between his legs. Mm. Everyone sitting around me <laughs> in the section surrounding Timber's army, every single, not every person, but a lot of people were ironically then chanting Gleason at Timber's army and they had to just eat it. <laughs> and I found it quite humorous. <laughs> It was nice to see some life out of some of the the fans in the white cap section. And ironically, my section had a lot of children. And uh, the Timbers Army has a lot of swear words in some of their (laughs) chants. So that was also pretty funny. But the kids seemed to dig it. One lady from Timbers Army was very nice. She went up after the game to one of the Vancouver kids and gave him her scarf. Wow. Very cool. Um so yeah, I great impression from Timbers Army. Uh, some players, it was great to see Fernando Adi and Kendall Waston kind of go at it behind the scenes, maybe when the, the camera wouldn't necessarily be on them in a real game. They're still battling for position. Uh, Nat Borchers is just, he's an awesome center back. He knows exactly how to play the game the right way. Fun to get to watch him. Um, I mean, Nagby was great. Valeri was a little bit quiet, but... Blas Perez, when he came on, like the whole tone of the game changed. Anywhere he was, you could just tell he was affecting the game, whether it was on camera, off camera. Um, Really impressed by him. And kind of my other observation, which might tie into our next topic, is I kind of just realized how much Vancouver was like Columbus, except stronger defensively. I was thinking if they had like Audi... Vancouver would be one of the top contenders in the league for sure. And then word comes out they're in for Kai Kamara last night. And, I mean, that would have put the whole pieces of the puzzle together. So Vancouver reminds me a lot with their great wing play 
and uh, fullback play like the crew. So it, it was a good game. I was excited to see Vancouver. They're finally starting to come around. Skyler, what was your question? He's already uh, answered it. I, was, <laughs> I wanted to see what the Timbers Army thought of Gleason's nutmeg uh, goal. I think uh, they still like Gleason a lot. I mean, he's come up huge a lot lately. Um, and my my thinking on that goal is that's just an extremely dangerous cross. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the exact kind of ball you want to play into the box to a big guy. It's not like it was Masato Kudo uh, who they tried to play in all game, and I thought he was terrible. Mm. I know he scored, and I know he, he's looked – I guess he – well, he got hurt last night, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, very but, much uh, so. Yes. Broke his jaw. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he had like a couple good, like some link up play and kind of little combinations. But I just thought anytime he was in a relatively decent chance, I was like certain he wasn't going to score. <laughs> I was very unimpressed. Maybe he'll come around eventually. But I mean, you get that ball to Blas Perez in the box, and you have the keeper has to think he's going to head it. I mean, it's right there, big imposing guy, pretty much the most dangerous cross you can play, kind of right out of the keeper's reach, nice curling in. So I don't blame Gleason at all for, like, he had to consider that there was going to be contact and it was going anywhere but where he was. Mm -hmm. So it's just an extremely tough ball to save. Looks a little embarrassing, but I don't think it was was quite as bad as some might make it out to be. The first goal was almost worse because he was cheating so heavily away from the near post. Yeah, he got beat at the near post. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's definitely um, stepped up and made some big saves to keep him in game, so... I imagine the uh, the Timbers Army could probably let let those two go on the road, but uh, on TV it looked pretty bad. Uh, the first just, one, it, the it first looked one bad. looked really bad. Yeah, but yeah. That's awesome, man. Sounds like you had a good time. It was a lot of fun. I hope to uh, to win another one soon. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Kudo, the the shot he took last night, to, uh, basically running like full steam into Matt Lampson, who was also running at him. Uh, like Skyler mentioned, he's got a broken jaw. Like he's going to be out for, I, I assume, a while because that was quite a collision. That's I haven't seen a collision like that in a long time. I I actually didn't see it. Hmm. Uh, it was one I, of those that as soon as like Lampson took the shot, like meaning, like Kudo ran into him. Right. And yeah, Lampson got stayed on pretty much. Yeah, basically a clothesline. And as soon as uh, Kudo hit the ground, like five players came over and started calling for the the trainers to come well, over credit to kudo because that sounds like he played harder in five seconds than i saw him play at all <laughs> in the uh the portland match hmm. yeah, yeah it sounds like i mean a broken jaw sounds bad but it sounds like uh could have been a lot worse yeah. apparently a couple of players had to pull his tongue out of his mouth and all that oh. kind of stuff so Yikes. good to hear that uh as bad as a broken jaw sounds good to hear that he's doing uh mm-hmm. doing a little bit better than it could have been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but but let's get to the serious story moderita is a midfielder on draft <laughs> are you kidding me yeah so we, <laughs> let's jump into this week uh well wait we should probably talk about kai kamara first uh yeah we'll get to that as well he'll be part of it so all right uh earlier or i guess it was sometime last night let's talk about kamara first then kai kamara um well it's from what it uh, sounded like it was a done deal to Vancouver uh, in a trade for Octavio Rivero. And I assume though there were pieces on e- either side, or uh, at least on the Rivero side going to Columbus as well. But uh, to the point where Kamara 
I believe Snapchatted a picture of himself watching the Whitecaps game last night, saying he was doing some midnight midnight studying. research studying. Yeah, so uh, everyone kind of assumed that that's where he was ending up, and at roughly ten thirty Eastern this morning, the New England Revolution announced that they uh, are now his team. Uh, they gave up basically as much cash as you can give up in Major League Soccer. <laughs> well, um, it's not. It's not cash. It's, it's not even gam, cash, yeah. Gam and Tam. Gam and Tam, $500,000 total, which uh, is a lot considering a $3.7 million salary cap. But it was also uh, like 17 draft picks, um, which I think it was really only two or <laughs> two. three. But it was a two first, first round this year. And it was a first, first round, round next, or, next year and then, a, yeah, and then a second rounder the year after. Year after right. So, but I think this year's they might have two because it said their earliest first round pick. Right. I believe that's, that's correct as well. Um, so uh, a lot of people were like, boy, that was fast after last weekend, which kind of ignored the fact that the MLS transfer deadline was uh, this morning, basically. Um, it was actually last night. Yeah, it was 1 o'clock. But uh, pretty sure MLS bent the rules there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they always do. Right. But... Well, they're malleable rules at, in Major League Soccer. So. Honestly, it's it's probably for the better most of the time. It makes the, the teams more exciting. Mm-hmm. It was funny to see people talk about how, like, guessing how MLS was going to figure out how to get Kamara with either the Galaxy or New York City FC. But, <laughs> uh, he ends up with the Revolution who had the DP spot open because um, they let Jermaine Jones walk. So uh, how do you guys, I mean, we uh, instantly, or Skylar, I believe you were the one who instantly said that Tierney's value you know, goes up because he now has a legitimate humongous box or player in the box to to pass to. I think I saw that since the beginning of last season, Kamara has 11 headed goals and the next highest player has four. Yeah. And if you count crossbars, he probably has double that. Right. Yeah. So, uh, clearly, I mean, if, if there's any player that you're going to, um, have Chris Tierney pass to, like, I'm not sure you could pick a better option than Kai Kamara. Uh, so obviously we think that's going to work from the revolution side. Do you guys feel any differently? I think it's a great move for the Revs. I uh, like the bump in value for Tierney, for Kellen Rowe, for Fagundes. I mean, all those guys are going to get a bump fantasy-wise because they haven't had a potent goal scorer like Kamara um, in the past, or at least you know in the past several years. Uh, maybe thinking back to like Taylor Twellman. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I mean they've got somebody now that they can um, play off of. Uh, Kyle's a great hold-up forward. I think sometimes that gets overlooked as part of his game. But, um, no, I, I mean, Tierney will probably benefit uh, a ton, but I think it's going to help all the, the attacking players on the revs too. This is huge for Lee Wynn, though. I mean, he's never had a guy like this, even on the national team. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited to him for to see him kind of get some more space because teams just shut him down intentionally. And uh, now that they have to respect Kamara as well, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, they're... So you think Wynn's going to let them take PKs now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd let Kai Kamara take PKs, whatever. He's at, I'm pretty sure he's missed at least one last year, but didn't we talk about earlier that he might have taken his first one mm-hmm. earlier? This, I, I don't know. I could have swore I saw him. But there's so many things to this trade that 
that are interesting. I mean, I don't blame the crew for letting him go. I don't blame Kai Kamara for getting upset. I mean, it's kind of a bonehead thing to argue about, but, I mean, his ego is kind of what makes him so good. <laughs> so, which Columbus knew. Yeah, I was going to say, it him. sounds like this incident last weekend uh, with Iwain wasn't, was more a final straw than a right uh, than a first and step. But... Not, yeah, Peepa's not like the nicest dude either. So I just like, <laughs> let Kai get his hat trick. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. The thing for me was that it was already three to one. Like if it was two one or, you know, if there, if the game was hanging in the balance, which at that well, point, it didn't seem like more, it was. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it didn't seem like it was. But I, I mean, obviously, I think that that scuffle probably had had an effect on the team's mentality moving forward, but it just seemed like at that point in the game, you're up three to one Kai's on a hat trick. Just let him have the penalty kick score his hat trick and then, you know, move on. But I don't know. That's my take yeah. on it. I, I found it so interesting that Kamara, like it seems like a long running thing where he is upset with Iguain for not providing him with good service. Or totally like agree. Assisting him. Cause I've never thought that. Like, I know the stats kind of bared it out, like he's only assisted four Kai goals. But, I mean, Iguain opens up so many great things and plays the wingers great balls that then get into Kamara. Like, it's almost like Kamara thinks that all he needs are wingers and he doesn't need anyone in the center of the field. I think you're exactly right on that. He seemed to, like, have the stats down, too, which was kind of funny. Right. It's obviously been bothering him for some time. Right. Uh, so that kind of makes me think that New England's wingers are going to be a lot more valuable. And maybe, I mean, I think Lee Wynn gets a big boost, but maybe kind of turns out the same way. Who knows? I read that part of the move for the Revs is because they are worried that Fagundes and uh, Kofi are gone this summer to Europe. Yeah. Well, I and think so... that's right. Fagundes has been kind of on the block for a while. Right. And they're going to get a nice transfer fee for him. I also think that Rivero uh, for Vancouver, is he's such a young, still skilled forward that I think he's eventually going to go for a pretty big transfer fee if he can develop a little more. So they might not have even asked for much more hmm. than just Rivero. And I think Vancouver might have been the ones that maybe weren't the keenest on that. But, I mean, the the topic's been brought up that just the, the allocation money is so valuable because there's all these guys that want to come to MLS that you can sign for free. Mm -hmm. So like anytime you're giving up money for a player that's already in MLS, it kind of doesn't feel like a great deal. So a lot of people think Columbus got the better end of this and in the short term they're going to going to be a little sorry, I think, but in the long term I think they're going to be set, especially if Falcao comes over. You don't think it's Ibrahimovic? You don't think he's always uh, wanted to play in Columbus? Yeah, he's not going to Columbus. No, from Paris to Columbus. I, I honestly didn't even think he was going to L.A. until earlier, but I was really hoping to see him at West Ham, personally. Um, it's going to be Brother Zigwain. <laughs> <laughs> that is just where Gonzalo wants to go. And that is exactly why Pipa didn't let him take the penalty, because he wanted to make this all happen. Right. It's a... hmm. Well, I'm glad we solved that. Podcast over. Um, yeah, I don't know how to how to read Columbus. I mean, the, it seems like the easy they, thing for them is just to move Miram into the nine, right? Uh, I think that's kind of, 
closer to how they want to play, which sounds weird. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they ever wanted to be a team that was just throwing crosses into the box. Yeah. They want to, like, play just a great fluid possession attacking style. They didn't just want to be a team that was lobbing it into Kai. So... Certainly not Iguain. (laughs) Right, Yeah. (laughs) So, I I mean, Miram, I don't think, is really made for the number nine exactly, but I guess you have to make do with him, and uh, Mabwati is going to then be a good winger for you. But also, Ola Kamara, I think, has a lot of potential. I'm really hoping we don't have to watch Connor Casey too much, though, because <laughs> that's painful. That's very painful. Should they just give Ola Kai's old number and just pretend like nothing ever changed? <laughs> I hope so much that they do that. <laughs> He'll have to grow that little thing on Kai's head, though, first. Well, for, new, for it to really new, I pass. was gonna. I wanted to mention that New England's hair game is just so crazy right now. Because <laughs> now they have Kai Kamara's celery, they have Woodbury, uh, whatever you call that, Lee Win. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't Fagundes cut chop his a little bit? Oh yeah, he's got something weird, and then he has like a strange beard thing mm. and it'll be neon pink one week and right right <laughs> yikes um all right let's dive into the games for this weekend we'll note um on DraftKings that kamara whether he plays for uh, the revs this weekend or not he's probably i assume he's not going to accrue any fantasy points because the uh, prices came out before the trade and so he's still listed as uh, a crew, a member of the crew. So, um, don't pick Kamara. Yeah, he's, he, he's definitely not getting fantasy points, right? So, um, we should probably just remove him from our rankings now that we've talked through all of that. But, um, the we don't have to worry about for the first game. Um, first up is the Red Bulls and DC United. We, I don't believe that there are any players who have changed. Um, positions here that was the other thing i was going to talk about DraftKings uh, is clearly getting ready for copa america and the euros this summer and we've seen a number of uh, position changes for a few players Uh, the one that has burned us the most was ronald matarita who's now a midfielder Uh, but we have giles barnes and clint dempsey have gone from midfielders to forwards Um, i'm not sure or we haven't found any others but there very well could be, so if anyone has any, feel free to hit us up on Twitter with them. But we'll start with the DC and the Red Bulls. Uh, it seems like the Red Bulls or Orlando play every Friday Friday night, but this one's in DC. Uh, Fabian Espindola is, sounds like he's going to come back. Uh, the Red Bulls are almost healthy. Uh, GD, do you prefer uh, Espindola if he starts or uh, BWP? I think I prefer Espindola just because he's at home. Uh, BWP is a little bit goal-reliant. DC United has a good defense. So I I feel like Espindola is probably the better play. Also, he's cheaper. <laughs> okay. Skyler, you feel the same way? I know you're a big Espindola fan anyway. <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel like uh, a little hesitant that Espindola won't go the full 90, but... In a situation like this, and you know, he was supposed to come back last week, and I yeah. think, and, and ended up not in the 18. So maybe they're just waiting until he's 100% fit and ready to ready to roll before they risk putting him out on the field again. And uh, so, yeah, he's definitely able to uh, 
bagged some points through other categories. I think BWP's had one shot in each of his last two games, which just doesn't cut it. I mean, he is somewhat back on track scoring goals, but I just I like a Spindola a little bit more this game. Would you prefer Spindola or Kledgeton if you could only have one of them? Ooh, what's Kledgeton's price this week? 72. Probably a hundred more. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably probably uh favor Kledgeton there. Wow, really? I think so. I don't know. Well, looking at his game log last game, what happened to his crosses? He had one cross. Yeah, that was a weird one. Um, yeah, he was he was uh really hot there he, for a little while. He does take corners a lot, but perhaps uh I didn't get to watch a lot of last week obviously, so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I missed that one as well. I mean, Felipe obviously can take corners too. Yeah, it's a tough call. They're they're both good plays. Uh Ooh. I that was yeah, 10, point, go 10 points with an assist, too. Yeah, maybe a Spindola at home. It's revenge game, Espindola. He used to play for the Red Bulls. Uh, This (laughs) is actually a a really... It used to be a huge rivalry. I guess the last couple years maybe it hasn't been quite as uh, feisty. But this used to be MLS's best rivalry. Mm -hmm. There's talk that Bill Hamid might be back. Um, He's apparently returned to training and is getting close. Uh, So if he doesn't start this weekend, like he could theoretically start in the next... A couple games. Uh, do you guys want to see him first, or do you plug him right in if the matchup's good enough? He's been yeah, out for a decent amount of time. I wouldn't plug him in in this matchup, mm-hmm. but I it, hypothetically, if it were a, a different team, I probably would. I mean, I don't think he'd come back till he's healthy. So yeah, twenty five hundred is pretty cheap. Yeah, I was gonna That's... say if he's if he does start this match, and yeah you're playing that Friday, Saturday slate, then I'd probably plug him in right off the bat. And then even if he comes back in a couple of weeks, then he's still probably going to be minimum price because I don't know if DraftKings will pick up on that. He's, you know, he's the true starter. Mm-hmm. So definitely one to watch over the next couple of weeks when he does return. Yeah, for sure. Um, and are there any other uh, midfielders that you guys would like over uh, – paying up for Taylor Kemp. Um, <laughs> That's how I felt. Lloyd well, Sam's played like, well, pretty well recently. He had six crosses. Maybe he took the uh, corners last week. Yeah, I don't think he's a, a corner taker per se, but I Lloyd Sam is a little bit expensive, even though he's on a, a great streak right now. Mm-hmm. So I also don't really like Taylor Kemp, though. Oh, okay. How come? I, mean, I just think the Red Bulls are a tough team to to attack, and I don't necessarily think the DC United is going to find a lot of success against them. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Kemp is forty nine hundred. That's the price of a. You can get a decent midfielder for that price, mm-hmm. and there's probably other defenders that you could probably get in that range that I'd prefer anyway. Mm. Well, there's only one in that range that I'd prefer, and that's awful. Yeah. Who now yeah, no like, has uh, Kai Kamara pass to? <laughs> that's right. I like Felipe um, kind of as a under the radar play. He's been playing better uh, as of late. He scored a goal and had an assist uh, a couple games ago, but even without that, the games before that, he was hitting over double digits. And then this past game, he didn't 
have a goal or an assist. He had 17 points, so he's really starting to uh, pick up the points across the board. And 5,300, I mean, that's uh, pretty reasonable for the kind of production he's been putting out, so I might look his way on that slate. Mm-hmm. This this last game, he had seven tackles, one, and five interceptions, which is a ton. That's really impressive. Yeah, it is. That's not the type of player I'd expect Felipe to be. So, Right, and then when the goals and assists come in, he had that 34-point game against Dallas. It's just it's pretty insane. Was that the one where he had the free kick? Mm-hmm. The free kick goal? Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Um, I'll confirm that the Red Bulls didn't take a single corner in their last game against Orlando. Oh, wow. Pretty impressive, I think. <laughs> yeah, that explains the dip in Kleshin's crosses. Right, right. How many times does that happen? Yeah, right. Um, Kaká had seven on the other side of that game. Um, all right, let's hop over to the f- uh, Saturday slate. The first game kicks off at 5 o'clock Eastern. Um, it is Philadelphia Union visiting the Montreal Impact. Um, we talked uh, on Wednesday when we were um, talking about who to get in for our double game week players, and we were saying how Drogba and Piatti only had one game this week, but they were basically, uh, I don't want to call them undroppable, but you probably didn't want to drop them because of this matchup against Philly. Um are they the top two play like easily the top two plays in this game? And if so, who's the th- who's number three? Uh yes, and I think Barnetta is probably number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed over here too. But Roland Alberg could be a great play. He got a couple minutes this past game. I think maybe. Oh, it looks like he got two minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, he came back from red card suspension for that one. And you had one point though, so that's a forty-five point. Um, yeah, pace. exactly pace. <laughs> and and I mean, Barnetta just came back from injury. What about a month ago? So I, is he ready to go? Uh, three games in seven days, the mm-hmm. full nineties. Uh, I don't know. Allberg's a really good player, so he might be the value play that you need when all these other guys are just becoming so expensive. DraftKings is kind of getting to the point in the season where it, it starts to get really tough to build a lineup. You think Albert has more more 90-minute or at least 65-minute upside than El Sino? Uh He's much more athletic than El Sino. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has more minute upside, but... Okay. El Sino also is probably going to be on set pieces if he plays, which is worth thinking about. Over Barnett? It all depends, because I think if Elsinio and Alberg both start, then Barnett is not going to start. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. And, I mean, then Pontius probably has to sit, too. So I don't think you're going to have to choose between the two, because only one of them is going to start. Right. Is my prediction. Sebastian Latou? Please, no. Skyler? <laughs> you going to sell us? I'm not. Uh, I was on Latou a few weeks ago, because he had a nice... He's strung together a couple nice games, but... Oh, you were on him the one him. the one game he scored in, you were on him that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had a couple of back to back games that made that made me at least think about him again, but no, not this game. I mean you got uh Piotti for four hundred dollars more who Piotti just had like a thirty six point outburst. <laughs> I think Latou's capable. If you're playing Latou at fifty eight hundred dollars, please take my head to head. 
by the same guy who's playing Will Bruin at seven thousand. Um, so I can't believe Will Bruin is seven. No, no, no he's. I don't think he's seven thousand. Oh, I, just, I thought I was going to say that has to be a joke. Yes, no, it was a joke. Um, in fact, I tried to make that joke in my MLS article last week, but um, yeah, Piatto Piatti finally broke through uh, last weekend with the score that everybody had been waiting for. He had gone three straight games without even taking a shot, and then took five. Two of them went went in the back of the net. Um, is there any hesitation of playing him? I mean, I realize that you know you want to play guys who are playing well, but at a hundred bucks more than Christian uh, Takara or three hundred bucks more than Even Shits, who looks like he should be back. Um, are you there's guys a lot of good there's a lot of good midfielders in that range yeah. so it's all about if you want that Piotti upside because it's probably as high as any midfielder mm-hmm. or yeah. if you want to play it safe i mean if you're playing cash games you definitely don't need to take Piotti because there's a lot of other safer options yeah that also still could get a lot of points but if you're in a tournament and you're playing well i don't think you probably want to play Drogba and Piotti and put all your eggs in one basket but even home against you, Philly. Well, maybe I. How many times has Piotti assisted Drogba? It might be a Iguain, Kamara combination. Yeah, but they both scored twice last week. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, the combination that won the flyaway trip to L.A. I think yep. I uh, ended up in second there, so a little a uh, little disappointed. But the guy that won it actually did have Piotti and and Drogba, and just I mean that was too much to it's, overcome. That's also an outlier. They're not going to be scoring that many goals in the same game mm-hmm. most of the right. time. Right. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, Piotti is more of a, a tournament play for sure. Like if for me, if if I'm uh, putting a cash lineup together, then I'm definitely going with a guy like Takara or, or even Shits. But if you want that tournament upside, then I think the Drogba Piotti combo is pretty pretty stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my thinking is Piotti's not really an assister. He's more of like a, a dangerous kind of cut inside and score himself. Yeah, for sure. So you're you're taking two guys who aren't likely to assist each other on the same team, and that's just I don't think that's good value because mm-hmm. that's a ton of money to put into banking on them scoring three goals combined. Yeah. Who's the? But that's how that's just how I play, and Skyler plays a little differently, and he tends to do pretty well. So. <laughs> Don't have to listen to me there. I do think he had an assist to. uh, Well, no, he didn't have any assists last game, but one of them had an assist. Drogba did. One of the other, yeah. We'll see. Who's the. So if you want to pair uh, an impact player with Drogba or Piotti, who's the guy that you take? Well, hopefully, Auntie Vero plays on the wing. Okay. I mean, he's very cheap, and you get him in there, and it's a nice little cheap stack with Drogba. So you'd rather go that route as opposed to Iongo or Donadell or if Becker well, if starts? Don- if Donadell plays, I like him a lot too because okay. he's most likely on corners. Right. Yeah, so that's a good call. Um, Iongo looks good too a lot. Like the last maybe three weeks, mm-hmm. I think he's he's looked really good. He's starting to push the attack some more, which he wasn't when he first came back from injury earlier this season so um yeah keep an eye on him but i wouldn't write philadelphia off as like a, a terrible team in this one okay so you consider cj sapong no because i 
<laughs> I like I like Montreal's defense, but I mean Barnett's the guy I like. Uh, I think the, the area Philadelphia is most vulnerable is the air defensively, mm-hmm. especially if Josh Yarrow starts in the back. He's a pretty short guy. So Drogba's, I think, is a great play. I almost put him number one in my rankings this week ahead of Javinko. Wow. I say that, but I had him at two, so I'm not, I obviously felt the same way. Right. I mean, I had him at two as well. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on, there are three games at 730 Eastern. Uh, we touched a little bit earlier on uh, Columbus. They're hosting the Rapids, who have been um, kind of a big surprise team this year. I think they're they turned out to be much better, or or maybe they're as good as people thought, but a little faster. Uh, Jermaine Jones is up to forty five hundred, which still seems pretty um, pretty good for him. I mean, he he didn't get a goal or an assist in his last game, so maybe the the magic's gone, but. Uh, do you guys consider him still the best value in, in terms of getting exposure to the Colorado attack? Or I mean, none of them are really that expensive. I think Selinyak still hasn't even hit five thousand. Um, yeah, he's at forty-eight. Gashi is only at uh, fifty, or he's at fifty-eight. So I guess that's a little more expensive. Um, Kevin Doyle at five thousand. That that feels aggressive. But uh, is Jones <laughs> if jo- is Jones still the value? Uh, option that that can actually pay off you kind of have to play him if you want rapids exposure Mm -hmm. unless you're really going in on the rapids pretty hard um but i i do think he's a little bit overplayed relative to his potential Mm -hmm. like i don't jermaine jones is most likely not going to win you a tournament more than one in every 10 games like he's not going to have a huge game right you're going to be disappointed if Jermaine Jones doesn't get 15 points if he gets 15 you're probably going to be pretty happy with that but I mean you'd be thrilled if he got you 20 points Mm -hmm. he's just not that type of guy but I feel like he's being played at the the ownership percentages like that's the type of player he is Mm -hmm. and I know he's a cheap value but what I'm trying to get at is it's probably prudent to make him more of a a fade while all the Mm -hmm. all are all of our opponents kind of let him get them 11 points or whatever. Mm-hmm. He does have a good floor. I mean, in cash games, he's really tough to pass up. But I think Gashi is the guy with a ton of potential in this attack, especially as it starts to come together. Uh, he has a great shot, good finisher. It's a shame that Kevin Doyle has to uh, to be up top there. I wish it was Gashi, but <laughs> whatever. And Dylan Powers, get the man back in the lineup. You feel... How do you feel about this one, J- uh, Skyler? Yeah, I agree with JD on most of those points. I think I do think Jones is kind of a you know ride the hot hand while you can type of play. I don't think he's going to keep up this type of production that we've seen since he joined the Rapids. I mean, I hope he does because it's kind of fun seeing him uh, in an attacking role. Um, but I will say that one guy that jumps out at me on the Rapids, uh, Mark Birch. As long as Marco Papa's out, then Birch is going to be uh, over some of the set pieces for Colorado, and he's only 3,600 as a defender. So um, I'll look his way, and I still think uh, Mikael Williams is a, a pretty solid grab at 4,000. Mm-hmm. Once he hit 4,000, I started to get a little hesitant on it, although I mean, he, he's hit double digits plenty of times. So I guess 
he's theoretically worth it, but that one started yeah, to worry so, me a little bit. Yeah, and for me, I mean, you think about, um, I don't know, you, I mean, just compare, I guess, what we're talking about with Jermaine Jones um, at 4,500, and then you could take the savings with Birch for uh, 3,600, mm-hmm. or uh, or a little bit of savings with Mikhail Williams, and if Jones doesn't score, have an assist, and you'll probably get the same output or more um, from a defender and save a little bit of money too. So um, that's how I look at it. I just I think that the Rapids do have some viable plays. Solignac's probably not going to be as high on my radar on this slate, but he's been a guy that I've actually been uh, looking to as well. So, so how do you guys think this game plays out? I mean, it's you know Columbus's that's first a- game without. Kamara yeah that's a great question I I really have no idea because I can't I can't gauge how quite how good of a team Colorado is like are they already the type of team that's gonna say hey Columbus is weak right now we're a good enough team we're gonna go in there and just go for the jugular Mm -hmm. and get them while they're down I don't know if that's them that yet it seems like it is with, you know, Jermaine Jones has him really playing well, but uh, I think Columbus, Columbus could kind of come out and surprise a little bit, but they could have a down game as well. This is tough to call. I think I'm just kind of playing it like I, I like both teams a little more than than average. I think they both have some good attacking potential, and I think they're both decently vulnerable defensively. What do you think... Iguain's ownership level will be in for GPPs. I was thinking about that. 30%, 40%. 40%. Wow. Maybe That's... 30%, yeah. I thought 30 was a good guess. I think he's usually lower, but he had a huge week last week, mm-hmm. and he's kind of on everyone's radar because they think he's going to want to show up Kai Kamara, I guess. Right. I don't know that he really cares that much. Yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult for me. Uh, I've always been a fan of playing Iguain in fantasy until I saw Mo Saeed taking some of the set pieces for the crew. Um, that kind of made me step back a little bit and think twice to uh, if I wanted to pay up for him or somebody else at that price point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think he'll be high owned this weekend. Uh, definitely a little bit of recency bias. And uh, I think he's got a good matchup, so I could see a good game from him. He does have one double-digit game in his last, or one single digit out of his last 10 games. So that's pretty impressive consistency that we weren't necessarily seeing last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been talking about how he's looked better this year. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, tangibly so. You can see it pretty much every game. But they're a little different now. I mean, they still have a Kamara, but they don't have Kai Kamara. Well, let's jump into this next game because, uh, right, (laughs) other Kamara. Um, Because New England, Chicago is also at 730. New England, obviously, Kai Kamara's uh, new team. I was actually thinking Lee Wynn would be higher owned than um, Iguain this week because of Kamara. Um, Very possible. Yeah, do you guys think they're both at the 30% range? Yeah, the problem with Lee Wynn is he didn't have that huge week last week. Mm-hmm. Like what? I think it. You definitely have to think about like when's the last time a player won their owner's money, and when's the last time Lee Wynn won their his owner's money? 
It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> two, ga- two games ago. He had 18 points for $6,300. That's not... I mean, that's good. That's a it's decent return. He's talking about Iguain not... with like 15 at uh, 7,100 or something. But you don't remember that. You remember Iguain putting up multiple like 20-some point games this season. I remember wins uh, 15 think... cross game. That's the one I remember. Which, which two games. Right. Ago, three games ago. Yeah, I think with Win the main drawback this weekend is if Tierney is back and starts, I think he's going to eat into some of the set pieces that Win's picked up lately. So mm-hmm. that might push me off of him a little bit, but I do like uh, I do like the matchup. And yeah, if Kai's in there too, then I think the Revs would possibly show out if uh, if Kai plays and put. I think they could put on a performance if Tierney comes I, back. Well- do you guys play him at 5,900? Probably not. Yeah, doubtful. That's <laughs> tough. That's like it. That's an elite midfielder. But is he not but close to it? Is he not that basically? I mean, no. With these, with the cross numbers, you don't think he's that high? And now Kamara in the box. I mean, he has the cross numbers, the assists. I think the assists will start to see pick up. But unless he gets an assist, then I don't think that he can. Uh, justify that price tag. I mean, you got I mean, guys his... like Takara that that are playing closer to goal as it is. So that's I can... funny. I was looking at the the guys who are actually at fifty eight, or who are actually less than him. Like I wouldn't, I don't think I would take Maidana. I definitely wouldn't take Michael Bradley, Kellen Rowe. I mean, I wouldn't take those guys over Tierney. I guess Barnetta, and maybe Bolaños, but. Well, Gashi and even Shits are two guys that I would take over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you think about the savings that you can grab in, in defense. That's usually what opens up the funds to spend up in, in midfield and forward. Then it's hard to pay up for Tierney. But if the matchup's right, which I do think they have a, a nice matchup this weekend, um, and the price is right, which that's that's what's holding me back, then... I'm usually all in on tyranny, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Coming back weird, from injury just makes me hesitate. The weird thing moving forward is if you love Chris Tierney any given week, you almost have to take Kai Kamara. Yeah. Because you're, I mean, you're thinking Tierney, all these crosses, but like the crosses just make value with Tierney. You want him to get the assist at least, and that's going to be to Kamara. So that eats up. That's like your whole team. Yeah, at 59, you absolutely need the assist because he's not going to send in 30 crosses. Yeah, I mean, 15 crosses is decent value for that, but it's not going to win you a, That's what I a mean. tournament. Yeah, yeah. that's right. not enough. exactly. Since you Let's have to pl- end up having to play um, some god-awful midfielder to make up for it. Right. Let's plant our flags in the ground right now. Lee Wynn or Pipa Higuain this week? Price agnostic. Uh, for me, I guess I'd probably go Iguain. Yeah, I'm not sure I can take Win on that side. I don't know. Win is he got? I think he got pulled early too this last game. So I don't know if there's a lingering injury or if it just he wasn't playing well or what. But something's going on there. Makes me a little cautious about playing Win. So yeah, definitely probably. Give Iguain the bump, price uh, price non dependent. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna go with the spite factor. <laughs> Just his anti Kamara feeling. <laughs> I, I guess I lean Iguain as well, just because, like Skylar said, he went out a little bit early last game. So if if he is kind of hurt a little bit, I'd be concerned. But if Lee Wynn was healthy and Chicago just played when last night, I yep. mean, I I'd like Lee Wynn a lot this week. So I think if you factor in Price, maybe it it tilts the scales towards him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's definitely close. Yeah, it's close. Well, one guy that is in his price range, uh, he's actually a little cheaper, um, is Christian Takara, who plays in the other 730 game, Vancouver at Toronto. So Vancouver played last night. Um, they are now traveling to Toronto for this game. Um, do you like win over Takara? Yeah, I do. I don't think, I mean, Takara and Bolaños both have played 90 minutes or close to 90 minutes two games in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is going to be their third in seven days. Right. And I highly doubt Kakuna Mane's back and healthy, or I guess he's not on a red card, that is. Right. And he looked good when he came in last night, it seemed. So one of them is guaranteed to be pulled around 60 minutes. Okay. And they're both pretty good candidates for that. It happens a lot. Um, so you're you're kind of rolling the dice there. And mm-hmm. Mane could even start, so he might not even have to worry about it. Because we'll know before, well, it depends if you play Friday or Saturday slate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, you'll know in time for most of the other matches, regardless, that you can shift things around. But um, I'm thinking Bolaños might not get the start. He's been playing really well, but he is a little old. Yeah, I like to care a lot this week. If he starts, that's the. The big factor because uh, he's 6,100. That's really good for the output that he's been bringing the past couple of games. A lot of crosses, taking most of their set pieces, and uh, definitely agree with JD. I think that some there's going to be some rotation, so uh, be mindful that he could come off 60, 70 minutes. But um, we'll know too if uh, if Tierney's starting. So. We'll know, you know, what kind of role Lee Wynn's going to have as far as being over set pieces and stuff. And that kind of stuff matters for me. Kind of uh, making a last minute decision who I want to roll with, especially in cash. If uh, if Wynn's not on set pieces and his values, his value drops. And uh, I'd, if Teixeira starts, then I'd probably roll with him over Wynn. Yeah, I mean, but let's be honest. This game is a, a tough road game for Vancouver, and Toronto's probably the heavy favorite. Vancouver's yes. going to be kind of tired. Meanwhile, New England's at home, and they're the fresher team against Chicago Fire, who are coming the whole way from Vancouver to play in New England. And mm-hmm. Chicago's pound for pound probably been the one of the worst teams this season, if not the worst. So right. if yeah, that's if you're the buying, Teixeira just uh, just feasted on right. So. Right, so I mean, if you're looking for the guy that's going to be on a team with more success tomorrow, it's probably going to be Lee Wynn. That's fair. Yeah. One guy that we did mention in that Revs game is that David Akam is supposed to be back, but getting anything close to 90 minutes from him is wishful thinking, I think. so. Um, but to the Toronto game, 
uh, Javinko is now up to 9,900. Uh, he hasn't scored in two straight games, and yet he's still scoring 29 and 27 fantasy points, respectively. <laughs> um, he, 10 shots. Yep, he's taken 17 shots in the last two games, sent in 15 crosses. I mean, um, so does a winning GPP lineup have Javinko in it this weekend? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think it. I think it probably does. Uh, I think that G, we haven't seen uh, Giovinco gone off, go off at home, and it's coming. So, could it be this game against their Canadian rival? Uh, possibly. I mean, Vancouver is coming off a midweek game, so Giovinco yeah. without a goal, without a goal for the past two games, twenty-seven and twenty-nine points. One of those big uh, 36 to 40-point games are coming. Have you tried building a lineup with Javinko yet? <laughs> yeah, I, I did, can tell uh, you're not getting Chris last Tierney. Last weekend, it worked out. This weekend, though, everyone, pretty much every player worth playing keeps going up in price. Yeah. And Javinko is just, when you think you can get three to four elite midfielders and then two like $5,000 range forwards, if you play your cards right, instead of Javinko and like one or two good midfielders, it it's just a world of difference. And if you hit the right midfielders, I don't see how one of those combinations isn't beating Javinko in a GPP. I mean, you're right. If he scores forty something, then sure. But let's be realistic. He it's not like he scores forty some points even fifty percent of the time. Yeah, but he's about to break through, right? I mean, I feel like this is very similar to when we saw David Villa have 21 shots and no goals, and then he scored twice. Uh, I believe it was against well, Vancouver, no less. I mean, it's easy to recognize regression right after it happens. <laughs> yes, fair <laughs> enough. But sometimes it doesn't happen immediately. Right. I mean, it, Vancouver is a good defense. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have two of probably the top... 10, 15 center backs in the league, and then they have a top three defensive midfielder. Uh, sure, they're a little bit tired, but, I mean, Vancouver's a good side. Mm -hmm. um, all right. All right. Um, is there anyone other than Jovinko from Toronto that you'd play? Blas Perez is really interesting. I don't know when the last time he played, he started two games in a matter of three days. He didn't is? start last night. He oh, came, well, okay. he came on yeah. for Kudo. He played a long time. Yeah, he did. And uh, he had an awesome bicycle kick. If someone hasn't seen it yet, pause our podcast and go watch it. <laughs> that uh, was a lot it was impressive. It was impressive, like how he could do that when I haven't seen him do a single athletic thing on the field <laughs> in the last couple of years. I, he's sneaky athletic. He he doesn't look like he. My friend, who isn't a soccer fan that I took to Vancouver, actually said that guy doesn't look like he's ever played soccer. <laughs> he uh, and it's tr he runs very strangely. It's it's odd. He also had no idea the ball went in until I think every single <laughs> other player on the field knew before he did. I I really enjoyed getting to see him play in person. He's fun to watch, but I I don't know that I would. Let's just say he's not going to be in my cash lineups for four thousand. Okay, 
Okay. But he's he's a little enticing. I just I think Toronto has a good game. Um do you like How about Subasa Endo? Uh forty nine hundred seems like a lot for He was playing points. right he was playing right behind Javinko and Josie last game. Yeah. What about Josie? Uh, Kendall Watson is going to own Josie out the door. Okay. But he did make my 20th or 19th spot in my rankings just because <laughs> just because he's playing with Javinko and he's at home. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Josie. <laughs> well, I don't think you guys are – yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Hash ranked him higher, but didn't you didn't rank, rank him at all. No. You ranked Will Bruin. I did. Lower than Hash on the Bruin bandwagon. (laughs) Who is that? He's the guy starting ahead of Kubo. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) touche. Um. Okay, so yeah, the uh, this fitting the Javinko in is, I don't think is going to be prohibitive. Um, but it was possible last week. He's only like a hundred bucks less, so I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. I didn't play last week, so yeah. I mean, you have to probably play Alberg, Ola Kamara. Uh, <laughs> your your other good midfielders probably gonna have to be like Justin Miram. Hey, Diego Fagundes. Speaking of not because you were away last weekend, that was Justin Miram's uh, doing, wasn't it? What's that? Winning you that uh, that prize wasn't that all that from a Justin Miram uh, brace? Yeah, absolutely, it was. Yeah. Or it was a one goal, two assist game. Oh, okay. Better than a brace. <laughs> right. All right. Let's uh, let's head over to RSL at Houston. Um, I think uh, Jao Plata's should be back. He was uh, he made kind of a substitute appearance last weekend, so I assume he starts uh, this one. Uh, we've seen some kind of weird things happen in Houston, though. Um, including some pretty good Will Bruin games. But what's the uh, – how do you guys see this game? Because RSL has been, you know, probably the most surprising team to me after Colorado. But um, I don't know. I I don't love this matchup, and I don't know why. Does anybody like I love Houston? This, <laughs> I love this matchup. I thought my computer was being slow again. <laughs> oh. Was it for? Uh, do you like it for RSL? I like it for RSL. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Think I was, Jal- sorry, I was trying to see if they're at home or away, which you can't hardly tell anymore <laughs> looking at the DraftKings box score. They're yeah. in Houston. They're in Houston. Okay. Which I really don't care because Houston played Wednesday. RSL did not. Uh, they get Jao Plata back. Plata is my fourth ranked forward this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston can't defend to save their lives. So not not really concerned at all. I mean, they gave up three goals to San Jose. That's tough to do. Not in San Jose. What's tough is that it was none of them came from Wando. That blew me away. Um, Skylar, do you feel the same way about RSL? I'm not sure that I do. I'm a little... Uh, I guess I got burnt last weekend rolling with Javier, Javier Morales, um, which 
by the way, JD, I did have uh, Javi Mo, Valeri, and Giovinco on the same lineup last weekend, so it's possible. Of course, uh, I, it, uh, hey, wait, Hercules, you said you, you, said you didn't Gomer. win, right? <laughs> oh, no, it was a good, uh, a good cash lineup there. So Hercules Gomez was in the mix. I was going to say, he, um, he might be the key this week. Yeah, so you got to find the value for sure. But um, the Javier Morales play just about killed me. He had four points after going for 20-plus, the two before that. And um, one of those was in just one half against yeah, one of those. Yeah, one of those is just one half, a 40-point, uh, almost a 40-point pace there. So, <laughs> As I joked was... with uh, Jordan Cooper online, he was um... – Bobby Burling scored twice as many points as Javier Morales last week. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a tough one to to choke up, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess with Houston playing midweek, then maybe they're they come out a little bit uh, fatigued. But seems like it's going to be a good battle. I don't really know how to read this game. I think um, I don't know. Could I? I might actually stay away from this one. Hmm. Wow. You My wanna... read is you just just bet against Houston more often than not, and you're going to come out right probably three quarters of the time. <laughs> um, what if you see guys like um, Miranda get the start because he didn't start on on Wednesday or Boney Garcia? Like, what about guys like that? Uh, I mean... <laughs> well, and, like, it, even they're... Madonna... Was terrible last night. That's just that's kind of why I'm just I don't know about any of these options right now. Yeah, yeah. Even when Boniak and Miranda play, unless I see Miranda and I think he's like the clear cut corner kick taker, which if my Don is out, then maybe he is. Uh, that I'm not really keen on them. I mean, Boniak Garcia hasn't been that great for this year and last year. I mean, he comes up with a couple nice plays every now and then, and I think one game earlier this season he was awesome, but he's just not the same guy he used to be. Miranda's a a, a decent value if you think he might take corners, but I don't know. RSL's not a good defensive team, so there's definitely room in the Houston attack for some points, but it's just where are you going to find him? Yeah. Giles Barnes is a forward now, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he kind of basically is a forward right. so that's <laughs> it's annoying I, that they I, actually got that one accurate right that's correct it's not like moderita being a defender and somehow being listed as a midfielder right but uh yeah i don't know if cubo starts though i'm i'm in on cubo hmm. i believe this he's uh i'll have to double check because there was a i think there was a possibility that he was going to be with the um mexican youth team yes and so they they play next week, so it's a matter of uh, I'll have to check to see if he's actually available to play. Yeah, he's he's good enough for that team, but he's not good enough for Houston. <laughs> right. So neither of you are starting Will Bruin? No. 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 Okay. Skyler's definitely going to have Will Bruin in one lineup. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the lineup uh, going to Dallas here in a few weeks for the the Texas Derby. So maybe I'll just throw a Will Bruin lineup in there just for fun, just to I sweat mean, it live. If, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be honest, if you want to play Will Bruin like within the next two months, this might be the game. Um, why? Why? Yeah, because Cuba is gonna be leaving, so he uh, because he might I actually don't, have some I more opportunity. I don't think Real Salt Lake is a good defensive team. Oh, That's okay. why. Okay. 
Um, Skylar, isn't that a, a be a GM for the day? Yep. Is it a Dallas deal deal or is it a Houston one? Yeah, it's a Dallas. Oh, so you so. can't actually just decide that Bruins going to start that day. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, it started well. last last year when I went, and it was it was pretty bad. Hmm. Oh well. They better watch out because Skyler's going to try to re-sign uh, Michelle. Oh yeah, that's a done that's deal, right. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm Where I'm, is? I'm undefeated and uh, one win in my my uh, managerial career. So look out. <laughs> Where? This is a question for the Michelle super fan of the podcast. Where is he currently playing? <laughs> uh, last I checked, it was something like San Antonio or somewhere USL. I don't know. Oh, I don't you. know for sure. But, yeah, he's he's been demoted to USL. As long as he's somewhere where there's a, a good Tinder scene, he's okay. I'm seeing Ryo <laughs> OKC. Okay. Really? Yeah, I think that sounds right. That team right. is loaded. That team could probably compete with the bottom tier of MLS. Uh, well, that's because they have uh, Michelle. One of the, they also have one of the twenty Boatangs. <laughs> I think there are many more Boatangs than twenty. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Nielsen over there too. The old Sporting KC keeper. Yeah. I don't know if he's coaching or if he's playing, but I thought I saw where he was. In the they have Giorgio Giorgio Samaras too, right? Oh yeah. Fun fact: they For- play at a uh, UConn High School, which has a capacity of sixty-five hundred. Um, anyway, last game. Wait, on... Rayo, Rayo OKC plays at UConn High School? Uh, yes, they do. Okay. Permanently? According to uh, Wikipedia. I thought Rayo OKC was in Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, the name of the high school, UConn. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Y-U-K-O-N. Uh, oh, I thought you meant University of Connecticut. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that would be weird. That would be weird. Gotcha. All right, sorry for the pause. How about that guy, by the way, that just got bought by Miami FC for seven hundred and fifty thousand? Um, Did you guys see that today? I missed that one. A, a USL player was sold from one team to another. For, I think the Jacksonville Armada for seven hundred and fifty thousand. He's thirty-one wow. years old. How are they ever going to recoup that money? I don't know. Hmm. Extra games with Tampa Bay to get Freddie to do in there. <laughs> that's not either of the two teams we were discussing no. but <laughs> I, had to throw, I had to get Freddie Dew in somehow well they signed Joe Cole so Freddie Dew's down the death chart there um, I also saw that they tweeted about that and they included the wrong Joe Cole and the guy <laughs> he was like a fox anchor in the area <laughs> anyway <laughs> we're off the rails here um, this is sort of USL NASL podcast that's right that's right uh, last game of the day is Seattle at Dallas. We mentioned Hercules Gomez briefly uh, before as the key to the Jovinko lineup. He had 14 crosses last weekend. Um, he had nine the weekend before. I assume most of them go away if even shit starts. Um, do either of you feel differently about that call at least? I tend to agree, but if they both start, I don't think we've ever seen both of them start yet. I believe that's correct. So I don't. I mean, maybe you put even shits outside the eighteen because he has a a great shot. So if it bounces out, he's kind of the cleanup guy. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Herc keeps taking him because he's kind of not that great anywhere else at that time. <laughs> so I mean, I I'm kind of twisting it around just to see if it could happen, and I think it could. But 
They love Ozzy Alonso kind of outside the box, too, because he can break up the counterattack quick, so maybe they won't put even shits there, too. Yeah, and Gomez has been... Uh, he's been going almost 90 minutes both games lately. Yep. So... Even if even shits is back, then I think uh, Gomez will probably still start, and I don't know if Ivan Schitz will go the whole, the full ninety. So, if uh, Gomez starts again at thirty nine hundred, then yeah, I'm sticking him back in a lineup just with the production he's been bringing lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mauro Diaz picked up an assist last night. Um, he played ninety minutes. Uh, do you guys think he? Starts and plays 90 again. That's 90 minutes. He, he played 180 minutes in four days and then plays again this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, he's the kind of guy I feel like they let him get 100% healthy and then they just play him. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just kind of how they seem to use him. They they don't really manage his minutes as far as I can tell usually. So I, I wouldn't be shocked. It's at home, so that's kind of another reason. If it were on the road, I wouldn't be that surprise if they didn't play him as much but in front of your home crowd you you play your best player and he seems like he's fine he didn't look that bad to me last night from what i saw how do you feel skyler i agree i think he's gonna be starting and if he comes off then it'll be in like the 80th minute or something Mm -hmm. but he's gonna get a full run i think dallas is really uh I mean, they need they need to uh, put something together here. So they got the big win last night, and if they can put another good performance together against the Sounders, then uh, technically they're back on track. But you know, I think uh, Diaz would be a big part of that if they do have a good game. And is this the first time these guys have played since that playoff series last year that was insane? I believe so. Yeah. Do you remember was. there were three there were three goals in like the last eight minutes? Yes. Yeah, it was wild. That was an awesome game. So there's probably gonna be some motivation in this one, kinda like last week, Columbus, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be fun. Um do you guys have an, a Rudy Stephen Berrios? Fr- oh, go ahead. Oh Rudy Stephen Berrios. Fry. I was gonna say yes. if you preferred either of them or both of them. I mean, you wouldn't really play uh, both, but I prefer Barrios. Oh, there was if a... Rudy starts, and I'd probably roll with him. But I don't know what's up. He came off at halftime last night, so well, I think they're I just they're just managing the minutes in the three games in seven days. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and he got wrecked they... in the first half too. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if uh, that had something to do with it. He with didn't Gleason. come off right after the injury, but yeah, he yeah him and Gleason collided. So, I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on it. He's probably not going to be in my lineup uh, initially just because he's in the late game, but if it was between yeah, those rough. two, I might. If Tesho starts, that's an awesome value, but you can't. we're not going to be able to know. Right. Yeah, I might even uh, lean towards Tesho starting just, cause, just since Rudy was pulled. I mean, Tesho's probably going to get minutes regardless, so right. it, it wouldn't be the worst if you were stuck with him. Yeah. Any reason to consider Fabian Castillo? Yeah, because he's a really good player, but he hasn't really rewarded fantasy players so far this year. But, I mean, he's the kind of guy that's definitely capable of two goals. Yeah, Yeah, he's like a Piotti type of play almost, even though he hasn't brought that same level that Piotti has this season. I was going to say Lloyd Sam. 
Yeah, he actually does remind me a lot of Lloyd Sam. He's faster and better, but he definitely doesn't put up as many fantasy points. Yeah, he brings so much disappointment. I, yeah, I kind of <laughs> wonder what's going through Castillo's mind. Like, he's a top transfer target for European teams, but he just doesn't seem like he wants it bad enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he doesn't think it matters, like, because the teams still know how good he is. Like, he doesn't have to give it everything every game, but... It's a dangerous it's also just, slope. Yeah, it's also just how Dallas plays, that it doesn't exactly suit him the greatest. So you mentioned it, J.D., Stefan Fry, 2,900. I mean, yeah, that, why why play Bill Hamid when you can play Stefan Fry for 400 more? That's right, that's right. Wow. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's really cheap. You can get Matt Lampson at the same price, and I wouldn't dare do that. Usted yeah, against even... the Jovinkos at 31. Blake against Montreal at 32. I mean, I don't... Stefan Fry has double digits in five of his last six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gave up three against the Rapids on the road three games ago. Still ended up with 10 points. Yeah. One of those that's game logs that's actually accurate. Hmm. Yeah, that seems too cheap to me. And Dallas has not been good offensively lately. Um, you don't think the uh, breakout Wednesday was enough? You mean the goals from two defenders? <laughs> I do. One of which I dropped. I don't... Who's a midfielder in uh, FMLS? <laughs> that that might not be sustainable. Yeah, that's fair. I also think they're going to get better offensively, but maybe not this game. I mean, they're they're in a bit of a slump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you like Chris Seitz or it sounds like Gonzalez actually has a, ch- a shot to play? Um, I'm not sure I would pay forty five hundred bucks for him or forty three for Seitz, but does that interest either of you guys? Not really. I'm going to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. It's too much. Keeper, when you've got that kind of value that we were just talking of. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's really hard because if you're playing a tournament and there's all those cheap plays, you know one of them is going to do well. So then it's hard. You're thinking like it's, all these other people are going to have one of these guys. Like there's going to be a set of people already at such a big advantage ahead of you already. Right. So you kind of have to pick one of those cheap keepers that goes off because otherwise you're just throwing away $1,500 that somebody else is spending elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it, last weekend in that, in that Giovinco cash lineup, I had Tyler Derrick of uh, the Dynamo who yep. just got <laughs> another red card. Another one. So, yeah, he was super cheap too. He was like 3100 Yeah, we talked about him on the podcast. Um, but I'm... I'm betting you that there's a super cheap keeper last week that did well. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah, he did well last weekend. He ended up with a clean sheet. Yeah, win. he's it. Um, but then this uh, Wednesday last night, he ended up with. Oh, a I red, see what you're. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was mixing so, up last night with last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's definitely gonna be a guy out there. Derek had 18 points uh, last weekend, so if you can find that keeper that's gonna bring that kind of value, for sure. Yeah. I'm yeah, not... and if you if you love your your lineup but you're not sure on the keeper and you're a guy that doesn't mind multi entering, I mean throw in three lineups and pick three different cheap keepers. Right. 
Yeah. The road guy thing only worries me in terms of a clean. I think there have been like four road clean sheets this season. Like they're, they just don't happen much in MLS, it seems. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the number is fairly low. Um, let's head to Sunday. We've got two matches. 3.30 p.m. Eastern is Orlando uh, at Sporting KC, and then 7.30 is uh, NYCFC at Portland. I see four uh, raindrops in a cloud uh, in Portland, which seems like it's probably just like that all the time. But um, Very usual. Yeah, we've got uh, a lot of... I mean, we've got David Villa, Diego Valeri, and Kaká as the three most expensive options. And uh, I assume that um, Sporting KC will have their regular guys back after resting uh, Failhaber, Zuzi, and... There was somebody else who didn't start last last night, or maybe that that might have been it actually, because Davis and Dwyer both started, I believe. Yeah, I don't think Beasler started. Oh, Beasler didn't start um, either. That's right. But I don't know if you're considering him, anyways, right. fantasy wise. Right. Um, and Ico Parra got a red card, right? He did. So yes. Yeah, and Quayla will have to start again, which is great FMLS news. Yes. Um, so, how do you? Who's the guy that that you have to have? on this slate of those upper tier guys, or do you try to go Mark Bloom all-stars and try to get via Valeri and Kaká? <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> we'll have to rename uh, it the uh, Shannon Gomez all-stars for this weekend. I'm just happy they didn't move Mark Bloom to midfield. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been terrible. Yeah. I had to find a new defender. That's right. So who's the guy you're building around? It's Valeri. If you yeah. can convince yourself that he's going to play 90 minutes again, which uh, I guess they're just going to play him until he gets hurt, mm -hmm. then it's Valeri. Yeah. I mean, NY it's NYCFC, and they don't have Federico Bravo. So He's the difference maker, huh? <laughs> well, I think he really helps him out. Yeah. Well, now I that Matarita plays in the is. midfield, maybe he's the difference <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't Dope be as uh, opposed to playing Matarita even at midfield if his, if his price wasn't so high. His price seems like it's jumped up a good bit lately. Uh, maybe it's just increasing a little bit here and there. But it's because you're still even, thinking of him starting out at three thousand. So forty feels so. feels like you're getting robbed. Hey, kudos yeah. to the podcast. We've been on him since week one. Hmm. Yeah, and even if, even on a short slate, he might be worth playing at that price. So I don't know on a Saturday, then I probably wouldn't play him. But with two, two games to choose from, then forty eight hundred just with the production he's brought, it's probably uh, worth a look. Mm -hmm. He has eight of nine games this season, which is his MLS career in double digits. Phew. And the other one was nine. Yeah. So I mean, he's yeah, no. uh, he's a cash option. How many of those points have been clean sheet points? It's not like the, it's not like NYCFC is bringing all the clean sheet points. So, no. <laughs> really, like, what are you getting? What are you losing with him? <laughs> what are you losing? Well, they had one last game, didn't they? Yeah, they Two did. Games ago, <laughs> to their credit, but what are you losing with him jumping up from a defender to a midfielder? I mean, I guess that three point bonus um, could make a difference here and there, but probably not with NYCFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. Um, 
I'm just mad because we literally can't even play an NYCFC defender anymore. <laughs> RJ Allen. RJ Allen, yeah. With, or even Ethan White. Briant. Frederic Briant. Nope. Andrew's favorite. Nope. <laughs> the big French softy. I can't believe he plays. <laughs> Although he did have a fantastic um, double hold on that via <laughs> scorpion kick three weeks ago, whenever that was. Right. <laughs> was an excellent play. Um, I don't hate him, but I think he has a little work to do. Yes. Yes. And he's not touching a fantasy lineup of mine. Um, <laughs> so if it's Valeri, and that basically prices you out of Via and maybe probably Kaká, Via at 89 is that's really high. Um, but you know he's going to take a ton of shots or score, so... Um, if you'd go with two upper price guys, is it Valeri and Via or is it Valeri and Kaká? Do you try to get cute with, uh, Kyle Laren and Phil Haber? How, how do you guys think that'll play out? Uh, I like Kaká, but if you're playing Valeri, maybe you want to make sure you get Adi as Adi, well. Yeah. Yeah, I like Adi a lot too. I like uh, Kaká and Cash. I'd say maybe if you're, if it was between the two, I might lean Kaká. But I do like pairing the two Valerian Adi together, and I actually like uh, Dom Dwyer this game. He's been definitely disappointing lately, especially for anybody that owns him in FMLS. Um, hopefully, you've shipped him out, but um, I've think he's going to have a good game this this uh, Sunday slate. He's playing against his old USL team where he I think he still owns a scoring record or maybe he's second to Kevin Molino now. Some, something like that. He's up there. Um, and they but, tamper with him every offseason and talk about how much they want him to come back. <laughs> yeah, there's still some sort of rift there with, with him and Orlando City, so maybe he just turns it on. I and, think I think he kind of wants to go back, but Kansas City gets all mad at Orlando every time they talk about him in the media, mm -hmm. about like wanting to bring him back. Because you can't do that with a player under contract. Right. Plus, it's just distasteful. Right. <laughs> that too. Right. Uh, and so then if, they uh, just take no Torino from DC United. Right. Yeah. But I'll definitely watch to see if Benny or uh, Zussi starts, because if not, then Brad Davis is another good play. Zussi uh, might legitimately be hurt still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if uh, if maybe uh, Failhaber was just giving a break, like, hey, you know, take a breather, let's get it together for the next home game, that type of thing. If he starts, then I might consider him coming in fresh. Um, but SKC if he doesn't, is... then I like, yeah, I like Brad Davis if he doesn't start. Yeah. SKC's borderline dumpster fire. Yeah. It's almost if like there's just, just too much rotation. Starts... Yeah, if just some map starts too, then he was like 2900 or something like that. 27 That is gr awesome price if he starts. Yeah. So watch out for... wasn't wasn't very uh, helpful last night in his start. No, not after what he did. Uh, yeah, two games you know, ago. Game before, two games ago, then made me consider him, made me roster him, but wasn't uh, 
was not a good play. Um, are you considering Lawrence Olam despite his uh, <laughs> minus one ninety minutes yesterday? How did I know that was coming? <laughs> no, I'm not. I actually think Map will. Uh, I think Map's going to get a look. I don't know. He wasn't in the eighteen midweek, but maybe he was just left at home with Phil Hob- Hobber. Mm-hmm. I think Map's going to um, get a start before too long, so he's high on my radar at that price point. If anyone has a picture of a Skyler lineup last night with Lawrence Olam in it, please tweet it at us so we can save it for the Rotowire scrapbook. You might find some uh, Madronda lineups, but not going to find any Olam. No Olams. Hmm. Um, How about let's talk about keepers. Keepers are important on a four-game slate. Um, yeah. Uh, I was kind of drawn to Bendick at 3,000. Um well, Bendix, Bendix, kind of the attractive play to me because I feel like Gleason is going to be sixty uh, percent owned. Uh, he could be. Yeah, I'd probably pay four hundred more for Gleason. I don't I think, think I, I would. Think the Timbers have an automatic win. I don't know. What do you so think? take Saunders now at thirty-one. Use your three. And my CFC to... is fresh. And Portland's played uh, a lot of soccer lately. New York's... I kind of like. I like Bendick. New York plays again on Wednesday, though. They've got a double next week. So they're turning around and playing. Uh... But that doesn't make their legs more tired this week. Yeah, but if that's fair. <laughs> it was more. I know what you mean. Yeah. But they might pull someone good early, but I mean, if they're winning, it's really, they only, go for the... it's really only David Villa, right? I mean. That you're worried about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pirlo. If someone wants to play him for corners, yeah. Ugh. How about uh, Lampard? You want to talk about him, right? Nope. He, uh, <laughs> congratulations to Frank Lampard for getting named to the the Euro announcing team yeah. <laughs> with Jurgen Klinsmann. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say for returning to training. No, nah. <laughs> he did train with the team in full for like the first time in ten years. That's uh, exciting. I, I think he was at training when they trained in full. I think that <laughs> I don't want to read. I don't say that he trained. That's come on. Um, it's funny to look at his game log and you're like, yeah, he hasn't been playing that well. And it's like, oh yeah, October 25th. That was the last time he played. <laughs> right. Um, no, I can't. I, I don't see how you can justify any New York City FC player other than Matarita or David Villa. Uh, yeah, it's it'd be tough. I mean, unless you really are in love with Pirlo. Um, well, how fine. about a cheap winger, Steven Mendoza? Yeah, yeah. He didn't start last week. I, don't, I think they don't really love him starting. And oh, really? Because gonna... he's, he's been playing a ton since he first came to NYCFC. Yeah, he three straight games off the bench. Gotcha. And uh, for some, I mean... Um, Shelton scored last week, which I think will keep Mendoza from slotting in because Taylor hasn't been starting either. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. While we're on the topic of fast forwards that are otherwise useless, uh, can we please stop playing Darren Maddox? <laughs> he was by far the worst player on the field when I was at the game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they started him again midweek. Yeah. S- Still not good as far as I can tell. 
his touch is atrocious. He he's fast unless he has the ball, and then he's just fast enough to kick it too far ahead of himself and give it away. Uh, he has no soccer instincts. Just an all-around not good soccer player anymore. I think you're just salty that uh, he got the start over Jack Mack, who helped win you that trip. <laughs> I I honestly don't care if I get to watch Jack Mack or not. That doesn't bother <laughs> me one bit. He had Valerian Adi. It doesn't get much better than that. That's true. Uh, Sarah, there's actually no trips given to, up for contest this week, which is they, a little They usually post them late, so oh, keep an eye. Okay. Yeah, they do tend to post them. I guess maybe they see if teams have, have ticket, tickets available. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In which case, they should be calling up the Revs right now for Kai Kamara's debut. That's right. That's right. I thought maybe we would see the MLS contest get a little bigger since there's only one Premier League one this week and it's Sunday, but uh, no, they are not that big. It's a big one for EPL on Sunday too. Yeah, which is it's like the zaniest lineups you'll see all season too, which is exactly. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping once they get pat, like they're just kind of maybe hoping everyone sees that big EPL one and plays it this weekend, and then next weekend, hopefully the MLS contest start to get a little bit bigger. Seemed like that's what happened last season. Like once EPL fizzled out, then started seeing but, a few more guys jump into the MLS contest. Yeah. They'll do that for, feeling, it's only a month, not even a month. It'll be three weeks before Euro or Copa America starts and then Euros. I'm guessing they'll put more money on those than, than MLS. Yeah. yeah. Although those are going to be weird too because they're only two or three games per day. So I wonder if they'll do two days at a time or I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a good question. If you go to play the six and play both con both tournaments in the same day. Go where? Play the six. <laughs> oh, that's or, Slovakian. Yeah. Daily hungry. Society. Hungry. Um, and Mondo goal probably does that too. If they have their global contests up. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we've gone long enough since we had plenty to catch up on. Uh, guys, thank you very much for all the info, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, guys. Glad we ended the show on a Mondo goal note. <laughs> good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide. In theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.